Hello, you're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So in today's episode, I wanted to discuss Jeff Bezos, okay? So like him or not, you know, he definitely has done some amazing things, you know, with his company, Amazon. Right now, during the pandemic, we are all kind of like depending on Amazon. So he has kind of, you know, almost like inadvertently like monopolized the market in some ways. I mean, it's of course it's open to anyone, but he kind of already had the ability to quickly ram up, you know, his product and, and have things be available to people much faster than like walmart.com and Target and things like that. So I kind of wanted to really just dive into what has made him successful because I think you know, anyone who's been able to achieve this level of success is something that a lot of people out there probably want to learn from. You know, there's little things that even if you don't have the same business model as, as Jeff, Jeff Bezos, there's still a lot that can be learned from his work ethic and things that he has done to get to that level of success. And of course, this pandemic came out of nowhere. So that kind of just gave him a random boost that, you know, nothing that that's like not planned, like you can't make that happen. But, you know, besides that, even prior to how he transformed his business from the old Amazon that we all know as like the random book site that I feel like no one used, I can remember kind of going, you know, to like Barnes and Noble or whatever back in the day. And if they didn't have a book, sometimes they'd be like, oh, go on Amazon and see if they have it. And they did a couple of times. But anyway, at that time, the site just wasn't there. So it just didn't engage me. But now, you know, look at how many things you could get anything on Amazon and we love it. It's quick. It's right there. You know, half the time I could get stuff same day when I order on Amazon. That is pretty cool, man. It's sick. So just want to dive into that a little bit, a little bit today. So uh, first, I kind of wanted to discuss a little bit about like, who he is in general, okay? Um, there isn't too much that I have found on his, you know, personal life itself, which sometimes it's helpful to kind of have a little bit of background story on someone to see like, you know, what gave them that drive that kind of can help you understand their why or their reason for being so driven to achieve what they want. You know, when you're looking at someone like example, Tyler Perry, for example, who kind of has that, you know, racks to riches story almost where, you know, he had some really tough challenges going on in the beginning of his life. And he channeled that into this, you know, amazing drive that just pushed him to achieve everything that he wanted to. Now with Jeff's life, um, from what I found, I have not seen really, you know, that kind of things happening early on to where, you know, that gave him his drive. Maybe just being the best that he could be, you know, was drive enough for him. And that's certainly fine too. You know, different things drive different people for different reasons. So, but anyway, a little things we know about Jeff Bezos is that he has four children. He's 56 years old. He was born in 1964. 
Um, and of course, he's best known as, you know, the entrepreneur, the industrialist, and now, of course, media proprietor and investor behind Amazon, CEO of Amazon. Okay. And just some random facts like about Amazon right now. Um, right now, and these just statistics are cool but like depressing at the same time because right now uh as of august 13 2020 the breaking uh breakdown amount that bezos is making per day is about 321 million dollars per day okay that is 13.4 million an hour and 222,884 dollars a minute okay and this one is really going to get you per second okay 3,715 dollars per second okay this year all right and we know again the pandemic has definitely spurred that boost in these statistics but even prior to before that man was you know just doing a thing uh so you know what are some things that he's like using his money for one thing that i have noticed um with my amazon packages that i think is kind of cool is he has they now amazon seems to be giving you know more thought to their packaging how they're packaging products because they have really been under fire recently about how much waste they are creating okay like you know in times past i you know remember ordering something like super small and it coming in this enormous cardboard box with tons of like plastic inside and i'm like okay like there's definitely a much more cost effective way you know to wrap this product to package this product without all this waste because as we know you know at least with the cardboard we can recycle that and it is biodegradable but the plastics you know most people aren't going to put all that plastic packaging in the plastic bin and have it be recycled and there's certain types of plastics that can and cannot be recycled so you know creating a lot of plastic is certainly a big deal and again i have seen positive changes there in my case my packages have even even better now biodegradable packaging i'm seeing a lot smaller packages you know for things that are small, I don't need, you know, the huge big boxes and everything. So that's one thing that he has been recently doing with his money is finding ways to conserve waste, um, which I hope he will do a little bit even better of because it's still not 100% there. And there's a lot of information online about this. Um, I may not have the most up to date information there. But again, if that is something that interests you, which is very much interests me, the amount of waste, you know, created, definitely go online and check that out. Um, so some other things that he does with his money is that he, of course, has this new um, space exploration program called Blue Origin. Okay, so um, that is his company. And I'm not really sure what his goals are yet for that particular company, Blue Origin. Um, perhaps I'll talk about that in another episode after doing further research, but that's kind of, you know, one of his main projects right now. Um, so I think that's kind of cool too. That's kind of something, an interesting way to, you know, bring more information to the world, you know, with his money. He's a private company, you know, so. Uh, let's move on uh, about Mr. Bezos. So some other things about him is he is on track 
to be the world's first trillionaire, okay? Um, you know, with his company, you know, there really isn't any reason that he could not be the world's first trillionaire. And the reason I say that is because, you know, he's kind of spearheaded this whole quick online shopping of everyday essential items. He is fulfilling a need. And as you know, in the business world, the most successful businesses that will stand the test of time are the businesses that fulfill a need. Now, he's already way ahead of the game. You know, he's got years upon years on his competition already for building out this super, you know, airtight, like e-commerce platform and some are trying to catch up you know walmart is trying to catch up and walmart is kind of the other extreme of the you know super successful brick it brick and mortar where you can get those everyday essentials in your local area all the time for the cheapest price so there really are a lot of equivalencies with those two business models as far as servicing the needs of people you know however of course walmart being the brick and mortar and you know amazon being your online um, retailer so just that in itself because now we have this shift with the pandemic as the pandemic rages on across the world more and more people are going to be depending on you know, ordering online. And whoever can do it the fastest with the best prices is really who is going to stand out. And he already has been doing it. And so all he's got to do is basically keep doing what he's doing, you know, hire more people to get those products out, get the deliveries out as quick as possible, encourage more entrepreneurs to join the platform, which I could have a whole episode on that. Um, if you have ever started an Amazon FBA, please leave me a line. I would like to know because I did and I'm one of the ones who I'll just go out there and tell you really wasn't successful at it. You know, um, there was a lot of reasons I wasn't successful at Amazon FBA, which I don't want to kind of sidetrack too much about what today's episode is about but if you would like to hear you know an episode on you know the pros and cons of amazon fba and you know maybe i could get some people on that have been super successful with amazon fba um please let me know because i want to know how much interest there is out there in that topic because um, it very much interests me uh, especially since i need to work in that area but Anyway, we're not going to let that stop us, right? Hey, we are going to push forward. And if I want to do it, there's nothing that can stop me as long as I keep pushing forward. So anyway, back to Jeff Bezos, you know, and the whole trillionaire status. So he's really, again, on track to be the world's first trillionaire. Um, according to an Amazon report, Founder CEO Jeff Bezos could potentially be the world's first trillionaire as early as 2026. And that's all because, again, he, you know, is really benefiting right now from the pandemic. So I feel like eventually that other companies, you know, there will eventually be some, some competition in the market because right now he's got it on lock, man. You want to see how fast you get a walmart.com package. It's like early as two days, which is cool, but like I can get stuff from Amazon in a couple hours sometimes. So again, 
you know, just got to catch up. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. And maybe there'll be a completely new re retailer that will emerge. But again, we're talking at least a decade, I feel, for a new, you know, brand to just come out and completely compete with Amazon. I think the only people who could pose a decent threat at this point are, you know, people who are already in the space like Walmart and Target. Those are really like the only ones. So, all right, a little bit more on Jeff Bezos. So, um, you know, a little bit more on his backstory as a businessman like what was his career path like because again we want to know like how in the heck did he do that that's my thing it's like we see these people who achieve this like astronomical success and you know they're no different than us you know what i mean like the really the only different difference between someone who has this mega success and us is mindset as you know so it's like what was his you know, mindset like and, and work process like. So let's take a look at his um, early life and career. So I'm going to do a quick screen share with you for that. Okay. So why is this? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about his early life and career. So while still in high school, and this is on Britannica.com, I just happened to stumble upon this one. So if you're watching this on um, YouTube, you'll see this. And then again, you know, it's an easy Google. I probably won't even link it. But um, so anyway, while still in high school, Bezos developed the Dream Institute, a center that promoted a creative thinking and young students. So, okay. Let me pause right there. This is in high school, okay, that he developed this little program called Dream Institute that promoted creative thinking. Sometimes we just glance over some details, like you might have been reading this article, it's like, yeah, while in high school, he developed blah, 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 blah. Wait, hold up a minute. So that tells me that even from a very early age, somewhere between 15 and 18, he's already thinking creatively and sees the need to talk to other people about thinking creatively. What goal could he have possibly had at that age? He didn't know he was gonna be, you know, doing Amazon at that age more than likely, you know what I mean? It was just, again, the mindset. So after graduating in 86, Soon Kung Lan from Princeton University with degrees in electrical engineering and computer science, he undertook a series of jobs before joining the New York Investment Bank, DE and Shaw. He was soon named senior vice president, the firm's youngest, okay? He was in charge of examining the investment possibilities of the internet, its enormous potential, okay? So, bam, I'm gonna stop right here again, okay? So here we are seeing Jeff Bezos introduction i feel to the idea of the possibilities of the internet it's through this job where he was his role was to simply see the opportunities of the internet for this particular firm okay so 
I feel at this point right here, okay, is really what was the mental turning point from him maybe thinking of having his own success through other businesses to, hey, look at the potential of the internet. This is something that I could do myself, okay? This is what I feel. Again, I don't know the guy, but just by looking at his life course and what's printed here online, this is what's showing me that this was probably his turning point, okay? So, okay, that sparked his entrepreneurial imagination. In 1994, he quit DE and moved to Seattle, Washington to open a virtual bookstore. Working out of his garage with a handful of employees, Bezos began developing the software for his site, okay? Um, so, and then Amazon sold his first book in July of 1995. So again, you know, we've all heard this story. This sounds very familiar to, you know, other people that, you know, are in this arena here with Bezos. You know, they start out in the garage, you know, you got to start somewhere. So again, you know, if this is sounding like you like, oh, right now I'm just, you know, selling stuff here and there, or I'm, I'm selling online, or, you know, maybe you're just setting up at like your local flea market or whatever, wherever, however you can start, I think it's just important to get started and then don't stop. That's really the key. Okay. So, um, so 94, you know, he starts Amazon.com. Amazon.com quickly became the leader in e-commerce, you know, open 25, 24 hours a day and user-friendly. Um, and I think really, too, something that people forget, Amazon, I believe, was really the first website to really use online reviews. Now, I could say a whole lot about reviews. Okay, don't even get me started on reviews. You know, as a business owner, reviews, man, they're a double-edged sword. They cause a lot of anxiety. They, they really keep the business owner up at night, you know, and people have horrible things to say, you know, even if your product isn't horrible, you know, and if a product is horrible, like, I guess we have the right to trash it and stuff, but like, yeah anyway but that him including that functionality into his website gave him the advantage i feel over other online sites as to where people wanted to get their books because again books is one of those things that it really kind of depends heavily on reviews because how are you going to know what the book is about if you're buying it online besides the reviews they're not going to sit up there and post a whole bunch of pages from the book because why would you need to buy it versus at the bookstore well hey you could sit there and thumb through the book and check the book out you know and if you want to continue reading well okay i need to pay for the book and take it home how do you build that same sort of process you know, of seeing the value in the book when you're dealing with, you know, an online purchasing situation. So this was very smart of him to do, okay? Because that's really the only way to engage people and get them to want to buy the book based on what other people have to say about it, okay? So again, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I really feel, you know, from my memory and what I have seen online that Amazon.com was really the first to do online reviews way back in the day 
with just the books. And then all these other e-commerce platforms hopped on the bandwagon with doing online reviews because they saw the value that it brought to Amazon and they wanted that, you know, user experience for the customer as well because they know the more people know about a product and have more opinions on it the more likely they are to make a purchase so and again i feel like reviews has helped and hurt us you know like there's a lot of fake reviews out there and again that's a whole nother episode entrepreneurs if you have the type of platform where um you have been in a situation with reviews and you have something you want to say about it please 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 drop me a line because i may even do like a live episode on that where people can just kind of chime in and say their feelings on reviews because it's something that i feel like is not talked about at all because these smaller businesses don't have a voice to talk about reviews and yeah so anyway Let's move on because we're staying on topic with um, Jeff Bezos. So, um, so again, as more companies battle for internet uh, dollars, Bezos saw the need to diversify. So, you know, Amazon went that, through that time in like the early 2000s, you know, where no one cared, like whatever. There was other places to buy other things and him solely just selling books just like wasn't enough to do anything. So then, you know, early 2000s, he started adding other things, but as you guys can probably remember it like the user experience wasn't there yet it was hard to kind of see what it was it, it the site didn't look good i never bought stuff on amazon back one i wasn't even old enough to like be at that point but you know even if i was a little bit i remember it just wasn't appealing okay so um again he just kept going on and then of course you know the kindle that was another game changer thing that he did. You know, the digital books, you know, were enabling customers to download and read and store a lot of information. So the power with that is now the people who were the book publishers, people who publish books, it cost them less supplies. So because it cost people less to actually put the product out, more people were able to join the platform. And so that also gave Bezos the boost, you know, to take those dollars and then invest it into, you know, uh, broadening the offerings of the website. Okay, so just really, this is cool stuff. You know, I hope you guys are interested in what I'm talking about and I'm not boring you to tears, but yeah. So other activities, let's keep going. Aside from Amazon, Bezos, as we mentioned earlier, founded a space flight company, Blue Origin, in 2000. I actually didn't realize that that had been around that long. I thought he did that about three years ago. So this is news to me. Blue Origin bought a launch site in Texas soon thereafter and planned to introduce a crew of suborbital spacecraft. Okay, so, you know, New Glenn in 2020, Bezos bought the Washington Post and affiliated publications for $250 million in 2013. Bezos' net worth was calculated at 200, calculated in 2018 at 112 billion, making him the richest person in the world. So currently, you know, Bezos is uh, the richest person in the world. And in addition to owning Amazon, he also owns the Washington Post and many other um, affiliated publications with that as well. So he's kind of branching out into a lot of different areas. And again, see. 
here's something that a lot of people might not know about why him even purchasing the Washington Post was a cool move to do because, you know, sites like when they are interacting with each other, it pushes more traffic. So with him having the power now too of like Washington Post, it's just more exposure to drive to Amazon. And like, there's ways to creatively do that through like blogging and, you know, all kinds of things, which I'm sure all the, if you're an internet um, SEO person, you know, knows you kind of see through like what um, the possibilities are here. So again, you know, it's just going to further the point that I'm making that, you know, he really could be on track or he is on track to be the world's first trillionaire. Okay, so we've got a bunch of hands in a, in a bunch of different areas. Uh, so then it goes on a little bit more about his personal life and everything. But I feel like, uh, you know, this, this article here on Britannica.com did do a really good job of giving us um, a synopsis of his personal life. You know, um, it talks about his divorce and some junk that happened in National Choir. I don't really care about that stuff that much, so I'm not going to talk about that particular part. But um, anyway, one other thing that I want to share, I found this article, which a lot of you have probably already seen on CNBC.com. And I really like this article because, okay, so the name of the article is Three of Billionaire Jeff Bezos' Secrets to Success. And I like this article because a lot of, you know, how I was successful articles, they all kind of sound the same. If you really look at them, oh, step one was, I was driven and step two, believe in yourself. And we know, okay? I feel like these three things that he says are similar to what a lot of other people say, but in a very different way. And I kind of think that this is cool. So again, this was published, you know, back in 2019, you know, you know, and on C on, excuse me, cnbc.com. So definitely check it out. Um, I'll have a link to the this article um, in in this post. So let's get into it. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos attends the Amazon Prime Videos Golden Globe Awards after party in Beverly Hills, California in 2019. So this article was kind of prompted because, you know, in the past couple of years it, um, is really when he has ramped up the um, entertainment aspect of the site. You know, a couple of years ago, it was either in 2018 maybe 2017, or it could have been as early as 2019. We have the ability, if you have a Prime account, to have like these free Prime videos and free Prime movies and so many features that you could do with your Prime account to like watch videos. Um, you can also contribute your own content on Amazon.com and, you know, publish yourself in a kind of a similar way to you would on YouTube, on Amazon now as well. So again, that's pretty cool. So again, he's got himself in a bunch of different areas. So that's how you be successful is no matter where a person goes, you know, they're going to get a little bit of you. And that's, that's exactly what he's doing here. So I'm going to bypass some of the, um, the history part because this, uh, this article, again, kind of goes into the history, you know, of his life a little bit and his success story. But um, 
right here is where it starts the three the three things that made him successful. So the first thing he says, okay, is have a vision and organize your time two to three years out. Okay, let me say why I like this tip. It's real, okay? He is not giving you just a random blanket statement like a lot of people do, hey, believe in yourself. Okay, we all believe in ourselves. Like, how do I actually, you know what I mean? So have a vision and organize your time in two to three years out. Why? Because as you know, the first one to three years of starting your business are going to be crucial for setting yourself up to make your profit, your real true profit at your five-year mark, okay? As you know, most businesses don't even become profitable until they hit that five-year mark. So again, he's telling us from the jump, organize your vision in a time to two to three years out and I think this is also key because I think a lot of new entrepreneurs don't even think to organize their time. You know, what's your one-year plan, two-year plan, five, 10-year plan, 20-year plan? What's your exit strategy if you happen to do that? You know, how are you going to bring in more things? So you got to kind of have like a framework laid out and it depends on your business model. Maybe you just want to have like one standalone cookie shop. Or maybe you want to, you know, have an online retail website that only sells one specific thing. The model is going to be a little bit different depending, as you know. But again, doesn't matter what it is, you're still going to have to organize your time in years, okay? So again, I think this particular tip sets a good, um, a good it puts a really good way to for you to know, okay, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. No true success is going to happen overnight. And I strongly feel, you know, when you have quick successes that do happen overnight, like a six month, you know, wow, in this time I made this much money, it's also going to quickly fade. You know what I mean? Any business that's really going to be around is going to be a steady incline you know year after year you're hitting your marks hitting your marks hitting your marks that's the way it works okay so um touching a little, a little bit more on this so he says vision is absolutely important but it doesn't deserve your day-to-day -day attention bezos said at this yale club in new york city in february okay and that was a trans he said that to a uh transcript for Business Insider. So you need vision, of course, Bezos says, but most importantly, your time should be spent on things that are happening today. This year, maybe in the next two or three years, okay? For example, at Amazon, quarterly financial results are determined by work put in a year ago, okay? We'll announce our Amazon quarterly results and people will say, great quarter, congratulations, and then say, thank you, Bezos. Bezos said the Yo Club. But what I really think about is how that quarter was kind of baked and done two or three years ago. And right now, the senior executives at Amazon are working on a quarter that's going to happen in 2021 and 2022, that kind of thing. So again, it's progressional. He's basically, you know, you're setting your stuff up okay we're going to do this now because it's going to have cause a b c and d to happen at this point in time okay um 
So let's move on to step number two, get used to naysayers. Okay, so we have heard this one before, but just briefly, get used to naysayers. He says, no matter how successful you may become, you will not be immune to criticism. Criticism is going to happen. Don't let it stop you. And I think there's a difference between people who are really trying to help you, you know, with your brand and people who are just basically hating. And I say that because some people, you know, when you're successful, when you're striving for success, for people who are not, you almost become offensive because it's, because it's a reminder to them that, hey, you're doing something I should be doing and I'm not doing it. So then they start to criticize themselves and feel bad about themselves, not realizing, hey, this is something that you can do too. You know what I mean? It might be a harder path for you. You know, it, it may be more difficult and that's understandable, but guess what? If you really want to do it, it's all up to you and everything. So you're going to have naysayers just like he does. You know, he there's all kinds of things surrounding him and people like him all the time. But, you know, he's just focused on doing what he's doing. So he says here, one thing I that one thing that I tell people is if you're going to do anything new or innovative, you have to be willing to be misunderstood. If you cannot afford to be misunderstood, then for goodness sakes, don't do anything new or innovative, okay? People get used to a certain like narrative for certain things. Okay, you know, if you wanna be successful in this, you're supposed to do A, B, C, and D. There's more than one path, you know what I mean? And especially now, us living in the times that we're living in, man, there's a million paths to success. There's no time in human history that it has been as easy to be successful. You could literally make yourself, if you want to be a celebrity, you can make yourself into a celebrity just by doing your YouTube and Instagram. You know what I mean? Like it, these things did not exist before. And that's again, reflected in how much money piles up so quickly, you know, it, it anyway. I'm rambling, but anytime you're doing something different, people are going to sometimes take issue with it because they're used to things being a certain way. So get used to being misunderstood. I like that. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs are misunderstood. You know, people feel like, oh, you've been doing this so long and you have not gone anywhere. Why don't you just give up, you know? And maybe the person needs to give up on maybe that particular project. Maybe that particular project isn't gonna be successful, but maybe if they rechannel it into something else that would be successful, you know what I mean? Just like Bezos, hey, he started it off as just an online bookstore. And guess what? Now it's not just an online bookstore. It is like so many things. It's an e-commerce for everything. So, you know, let the naysayers, you know, don't let it get you down, basically. Like don't let the naysayers get you down, especially if you're doing something new that people have not heard of before, that's going to come with the territory. Um, all right, let's move on to his third uh, tip, which is take time to be inefficient. For me, this was the first time that I had seen someone say something that was similar to a thought that I had had. 
So I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory on why I just said that. I had a business that I saw the only way I was going to be able to scale and grow was there was going to have to be a level of inefficiency, basically me purposely losing money to get the word out about it. And I think that's when a lot of entrepreneurs will kind of stop at that point. They'll be like, okay, so I'm growing, but my growth is inefficient. I'm spending all this money. Maybe I'm covering a larger area and that's causing me, you know, to spend, you know, more gas or, you know, my employees are, are having to travel farther. And this is just like really inefficient. So when you're transitioning from like, you know, small, you know, entrepreneurs, like solopreneur, to like, you know, corporation, between the gap between those two, you are gonna have a lot of inefficiency. And you're gonna be using, so it's like year one to five, you kind of get to a point where you start making a profit. And then after that, <laughs> to get to that next bracket, you're gonna have like after year five, like a series of years of like literally losing money on purpose to grow, okay? so. This was the first time for me, and I don't know everything, but for me, this is the first time me seeing an entrepreneur of this level saying, take time to be inefficient, like allow it to happen. That's how he was able to scale Amazon. You know, a couple years ago when they first started doing all the deliveries of these products, we can remember that, you know, first they was on like regular trucks that didn't even have an Amazon logo on it. You know what I mean? And now he's got the trucks, got the Amazon logo on it. It's branded. It looks better. Like the drivers, they got their roots and stuff. Like versus before, it was just kind of all over the place and it wasn't efficient. You could, just from an outsider, outsider's look, you could tell that he was losing a ton of money on the deliveries because it just wasn't together, you know? But again, <clears throat> excuse me, allowing that to happen is really what, allowed him to grow to this level okay so i'm gonna read just a little bit from this take time to be inefficient blurb okay um he says being efficient is part of amazon's dna but bezos also places great importance on time spent being inefficient especially when that means wandering off the beaten path to explore your curiosity Okay, and for me, that translates as, okay, take the time to see what's going to work and what's not going to work so you can streamline that process and get it together, get it working right, okay? He says, from very early on in Amazon's life, we knew we wanted to create a culture of builders, people who are curious explorers. They like to invent, Bezos said in his annual letter to the shareholders in April, okay? They see the way we do things just as the way we do things now. A builder's mentality helps us approach big, hard-to-solve opportunities with a humble conviction that success can come through iteration, okay? Invent, launch, reinvent, relaunch, start over, rinse, repeat again and again. They know the path to success is anything but straight. It's the inefficient time that often results in discovering the next big thing, okay? So uh, I just think, you know, 
that was awesome. Like, take time to be inefficient. So if you're growing and you feel like you're at that point where, hey, man, like last year I made money and like I've been noticing this downward trend, it's because you're you're getting bigger. And with that growth comes some inefficiency. But you'll learn how to get it together and don't give up on it. So um, this was a pretty cool you know, read for me, um, all the things that I share with you guys today. And I really hope that you, you know, have found this to be informative. I hope that it maybe has given you a different way to look at Jeff Bezos and see things that, you know, maybe he can improve, but also things that he has done right that you can also use to encourage yourself to build your best business model for yourself okay so again thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we'll catch you in the next episode have a great day All right, so I hope that all of that information has been helpful to you. You know, we kind of talked about a lot of things today with Jeff Bezos, but again, I really feel that kind of taking a look into Amazon's success and things that have made him uh, successful can help the other entrepreneurs out there who maybe, you know, you're looking for ways to be motivated and to be encouraged and things that you can learn and put into your own business model. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope it's been informative. If you have any questions for me and if any of the things that I talked about in today's episode where I specifically asked you like, hey, drop me a line on this, I hope that you will. So please, you know, head over to the Facebook channel or the YouTube and do let me know your thoughts your interest, anything that has, you know, given you a question or anything in this episode, I would greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for listening and have a great day.